0: Welcome back to the With Joe Eby podcast. Today, we're asking how to develop specialized knowledge like Naval Ravikant. We're doing a whole series unpacking him. There's more details if you want to stay in the loop in the show notes, the blog post, and the newsletter, which gives a once a week kind of wrap of all episodes and links. Let's go into today's topic, though, without much further ado. And, uh, yeah, how can you develop and what is, well, what is specialized knowledge? I don't know if that would even make sense to people. But let's establish that. It's, Naval uses the term specific knowledge, but he knows it's not necessarily the best term. It's just the way he's always referred to it. But It's almost like a kind of, it's a little bit like an I only do what only I can do, Luke. It's a little bit like a unique thing you bring to the market or you bring to people, but also something that you align with doing. So it can get very practical. We have this idea that everything can be taught in schools. But Naval says this is not true. Though, everything can be learned, which is a distinction I love. If you can be trained to do it, it means others can be trained to do it as well, (laughs) which means you're in a bottleneck with everyone else. Uh, We just need to pay you as much as everyone else. So if you're just another lawyer who has a degree from one of the similar universities to everyone else and nothing else, Uh, Oh, yeah, you had an internship, they had an internship, all right? So we just need to pay you as much as everyone else. And you can take pay, think pay more broadly than money as well. Like, we only need to give you the respect and, like, you know, like the kudos that everyone else gets. People with a lot of interest will massively outperform you. Definitely fits what we've talked about before, right? Genuine curiosity is very important. It's not something you sit down and you reason about, I want to repeat that. It's not something you sit down and you reason about. So that goes to all the people thinking, what do I do with my life? It's more done by observation. You have to look back on your life and see what you're actually good at. I would probably add what you actually have enjoyed doing. Uh, his example is science. So he says he wanted to be a scientist So that's why he views science at the top, has this whole respect around it, more than Taleb and Teal, obviously. And his whole (laughs) value system was built around it. But like, he goes, when you follow this kind of overly logical thing, I think about it when I read, I think Cal Newport's book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, which is a very popular like career book around think about what you're good at and stuff like that. Um, There's so much for a case around it's not that obvious conscious thing. So apparently when he was a kid, Naval said he's going to be an astrophysicist, but his mum said, "No, you're going to be in business." And he goes, "How the hell? What the hell? What do you mean, mum? I'm telling you, I'm going to be." But she goes, "She observed him going down the street, negotiating things. Maybe he must have started selling stuff. Always had that about him." So she observed his behaviour, not what he just said. And obviously, in my whole um know thought library. Is that concept of the audience of none? Like, what do you do when, what do you do that you find peace or fulfillment from that no one asks you to do? You don't need anyone to see you doing it. You pick it up naturally, um, and you do it for for no money or praise. What is that thing? And that it's a kind of similar concept because it's something you do, not something you calculate and then decide to do. So he calls this like the specific knowledge. Um, being developed and he says it's highly creative or technical Right, it's best learned on the job through apprenticeships right the best careers are apprenticeship careers not in a lecture because if it's in a lecture everyone else can be getting it too but those things learned through experience uh, there's that famous story of warren buffett asked benjamin graham who wrote a, the first book on value investing basically and he asks him for work experience he says he'll work for free Benjamin Graham goes, if it was free, it'd still be too, um, like uh, I'd be ripping myself off because you should pay for what you would learn from me by working from me. And that's the idea of how value an apprenticeship is. And an apprenticeship is very much lost these days, I'd say. It's It's probably quite different to an internship, I'd imagine, and definitely much different to work experience, which is basically a tour. Um, like you sit in someone's office for a day and observe what they do. Um, that probably only gives you a fractional insight at best. It's not really an experience of the role. The apprenticeship is basically the system they had in Florence in, in the Da Vinci era when you have all these polymaths. That was their whole education system. But yeah, I, I, I do love this point. I think Naval now is something I hadn't thought about before. I didn't have language before, for before. Because there's another guy, I think it's Scott Adams, who's like, his, his advice is like, well, you want to be in the top 25% for three things and that way you'll be kind of really capable in your career. Naval says, it's probably a bit too like deliberate and calculated. Like that kind of goes away from the point. It gets too analytical. It can't be so forced, right? You can't be too deliberate with this stuff. Like The people who are too deliberate about finding purpose guarantee that they evade a sense of purpose. It's it's funny, like I always use the example of Scott and I because in our little bubble, it's where a lot of this thinking started on a deeper level. And it's funny how sometimes we're intentional but not intentional with stuff. Like the decision to start constant student, we we're thinking, what do we do after the book? What's the next project? And Scott's like, oh, why don't we do some sort of gap year thing? I was like, oh, that's cool. And that was like, evolved and became constant student. We're just sitting on his couch. So it's kind of, yes, intentional, but also not too deliberate and calculated. It's this funny sweet spot in the in the middle. I just think this is super, super interesting. And I've seen this in me because a lot of what I'm doing now reflects, say, different parts of my life and what I was doing then. Like the Nepal example. Um, when we're doing the work in Nepal, Nick, Nick Abraham builds this brick factory. And instead of trying to build schools and stuff to help people, we realized company and helping people create for themselves a life was the way to do it and then what we found is not everyone actually wanted a job not everyone wanted to go through the door so we learned you have to concentrate on the ones who do want to do it at the time they're ready and it was at a time where I was going against the conventional path of like university um, and university then job because this was wedged between university and what came after and we're also doing things a little bit differently to the actual industry we're in, which was like the, uh, you know, the whole nonprofit international development world. Normally they just, you know, I build schools, put it in the newsletter. How good is this? And we were trying to find a different way or without the box way to actually probably add more value because we we're just naive. <laughs> we were naive and fresh eyed. And I think that has so many similarities to what I'm doing now with, um, like the constant student role and and things related and the podcast, um, so similar, like just meet, try and meet people where they're at, don't try and force things on them, don't try and give them things they're not asking for. so it's it's funny, and I, so that's that's me. I'm curious, Luke, if you I don't know if it's sales or something like that have observed this with yourself.
1: Hmm, it's tricky. I'm thinking this kind of idea is similar to Taleb's idea about um, you can't teach birds to fly, that, that yeah, book, exactly. Premises building specific good link. knowledge. very good link. Yeah, so building specific knowledge will never be, as you said, through a textbook or through a lecture room simply because there's too many variables in something that's specific. Like, like it's not, very well it's said. not linear. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think of an apprenticeship, for example, a... Network engineering apprenticeship—you don't learn, from what I've been told at least, and what what from what I've observed trying to learn the basic principles is you don't you don't learn by watching a video, um you don't learn by trying to read a script Cisco, yeah like a b you you learn by logging into a um mm. you learn by logging into a router or a piece of equipment and configuring it and seeing how it impacts things or you learn by Working with a customer, and you pick up certain things, and there's so many different scenarios and ways things can play out. And I would say that my version of specific knowledge it might be communication skills, or the way you talk to a client, or something like that. It's not. There's no way you can describe it, but um, people that are good at communicating with other people are very effective, and it's a it's a specific thing that people look out for. So that's probably the only but
0: Do you appreciate the power of that you've developed that on a smaller first small scale in the retail job at JB Hi-Fi. Hmm. Then on a taken a level up in a more complex sales system of the, you know, like the proper telco industry, right? And various hmm. different roles you've done there. And now even on a slightly like a larger scale now that you've entered the podcasting kind of world.
1: Mm, and and they're all those <laughs> different paths so they're all related and it's it an evolution that skill. this is
0: what i mean both of us show this example of the evolution of the same core thing and mm. i know that is it's hard to be very defined about what that is what that looks like how to just step one step two, find that for someone listening but the so much of the biggest takeaway is not to sit down and reason about it but to observe actually not yeah. not this like this this list and, and the formula and process, a linear process, but actually almost looking back and seeing what are the best memories you have? What are the things, what are the times you find flow state? Um, you know, when, when, again, audience of none, what would you do for an audience of none? And unpacking it from those questions. That's a juicy topic. I love the example of Naval and his mom as well. It kind of really paints it. Tomorrow, we're gonna go into the next one, um, next idea around Naval that there's no skill called business.